Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, January 30th, 2023. Today on the Ether, bringing Ethereum to Cosmos with Osmosis. A chat with Sonny and James Friel, 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 uh, hosted at the Interops Summit 2023. Let's take a listen. Hello, hello. I think, um, I think Sonny, we are waiting on still. Nope, I'm here. Hello. She's here. Amazing. Hey, Sonny. Hey. Is your uh, is your location a secret? Uh, no, I'm in uh, Tokyo, Japan. So even if I was trying to, you know, just I think there's 24 million people in this city. So even with that information, (laughs) good luck. I wanted I wanted to make sure everyone knew. How how committed you were to interrupt um, the conversation. Everybody knows what time it is in Japan. It's not eleven thirty a.m. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you being on. Of course. Let's maybe Ian give everyone another like minute, and then we can you know be respectful of, of Sunny's time and jump right into it. Yeah, for sure. Cool. I think um, let's get to it, Ian. Sweet. Sounds good. Go ahead and kick it to you, to you then. Get Sounds started. good. Um, for everybody that doesn't know me, uh, I work on the business development team here at Axelar and helping organize the Interop Summit. Axelar is going to be putting on a two-day conference on February 27th and 28th during Biddle Week in Denver, in which we're going to be bringing together ecosystems, developers, and investors to help us talk about the infrastructure that needs to be built to move us a bit closer to an interchain, ubiquitously connected Web3. Uh, and one of the kind of biggest proponents of, of this conversation, of course, uh, is Sonny, founder of the Osmosis team, Dex and the Cosmos. And so I will allow him to kind of introduce himself, but really excited to have this conversation and talk about you know some of the subject matter that we'll be discussing at the Interop Summit. Sweet. Thanks for having me on. Um, excited to come to Denver for interop. Uh, wait, did you, what, what do you want? You want me to uh, do an intro? If you want to do just a very quick intro, I think um, you know, yeah, some people might be uh, might be new. Yeah, sure. Um, so, hey guys, my name is Sunny. I'm one of the co-founders of Osmosis, <clears throat> and uh, Osmosis is a Dex uh, app chain, which is, means it's a Dex built on its own blockchain, a fully vertically integrated block uh, DEX. Um, and importantly uh, to this conversation, it is an interchain DEX, uh, unlike most existing DEXs, which are really focused on like, you know, providing liquidity within a specific ecosystem or within a specific blockchain. Osmosis is really focused on uh, being a 
decks across many ecosystems, across many blockchains. Um, we are built on the Cosmos SDK stack, uh, same as Axelar, and uh, have been, you know, I've been personally working on Cosmos for almost <coughs> five and a half years at this point. So, uh, yeah, really excited to just be uh, helping the interchain become a reality. Appreciate it. And I appreciate you being here. Um, I think, you know, probably the right place to kick it off is just your hypothesis on how the multi-chain landscape evolves over the next one to two years. I think that you were one of the earliest thought leaders talking about interconnectivity uh, and, you know, owning block space, but connectivity within there. And I have to imagine that with what you've seen potentially over the last year, your thought about how this plays off uh, plays out in the near to medium term could have changed. And so I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on what 2023, maybe the year after that looks like in terms of how this landscape evolves. Yeah, sure. So, you know, like today everyone's like, Oh, multi-chain. This is, yeah, obviously this is how the world works, but you're, you're rewind like, you know, like I said, I've been working on Cosmos for like five and a half years. You rewind to like like five years ago, that was like the, a really radical take. Everyone was like, no, what are you talking about? Everything's just going to be built on Ethereum. And, you know, Ethereum's going to have like sharding and everything. It should just become, you know, we're going to have one change rule them all. And we just sort of didn't see that as being the case. And so Cosmos, we took this other approach of like, really uh, fo focusing in on how we build for a multi-chain, inter-chain native uh, world. And so we kind of spent a lot of time building the tech needed to make that possible. And since then, sort of, I would say the rest of the blockchain ecosystem has sort of come to this uh, similar realization, right? Even Ethereum is today uh, taking much more of a roll-up centric strategy, and uh, I'll say you know roll-ups are just chains, right? Like, but from from a user perspective or developer perspective, they really don't care whether it's a a roll-up is just a type of chain, right? You know, whether it's a side chain or a roll-up or whatever, it's it's chains that have different security models, and we can actually talk a little bit about later about like how Cosmos, uh, how I imagine security working in the multi-chain interchain world as well, but. Um, Perfect. But yeah, so, you know, Ethereum taking this approach, you know, Avalanche now has building their subnets and you, know, you have all these like, you know, different Polygon has their Polygon Edge. Um, and so you have like people sort of taking this very multi-chain approach now. But I think this sort of two main changes, differences that sort of uh, we see in uh cosmos still that i still haven't seen happen in the other uh ecosystems yet which is this distinction between what i call this like multi-chain versus interchain world multi-chain is this idea that you know okay yes there's many chains but like you look at like in the evm roll up like l2 world they all are just these sort of like generalized evms that are just trying to do everything. And they're all just sort of their own little internal ecosystems, right? You have Arbitrum and Optimism and Polygon and Starkware, and they're all, they're all sort of building in silos. 
and there's no interest in act. There's very little interest, it seems, in actually building a cohesive, composable ecosystem of cross L2, um, you know, interoperability. How I see the inter, so so you know, the multi-chain worldview is yes, there's many chains, and people might have to move tokens between them, but most of the actions they do are on each individual chain. The interchain worldview is one where it's like, no, no, no. Actually, you know, there will be many chains, but the actions that users do are actually going to be spread across this like plethora of chains. You might be, you know, using an NFT that was issued on one chain, uh, take it to a lending chain, use it as collateral to borrow some USDC that was issued by another chain and then take it to a a perps dex chain, right? Like you're you're doing these like workflows and UXs that are split across this like ecosystem of chains. How do you make true composability? And so I think that's really what I'm excited for in 2023 and onwards is like, you know, we've started to see the initial pieces of this, right? Like for example, um, you look at applications like uh, Stride, right? Stride is a staking derivatives uh, blockchain built on on, on the Cosmos SDK, and they provide staking derivative liquid staking for many other Cosmos-based chains. But a key interest, in, essentially, is that they're not actually like a smart contract built on these other chains. They are their own blockchain that that's like really specialized for the liquid staking use case, and then they provide liquid staking for other blockchains. And that's how I see like this interchain world going where uh, users will seamlessly be, it. you know, today in the multi-chain world, you have to think about what blockchain you're uh, using. In the interchain world, the multi-chain, this many blockchains will all feel like a single cohesive experience for the users. Can I actually study, looking at that dichotomy, do you think that you know those ecosystems that you named it as maybe operating in silos? Do you think they're driven more by financial incentives or perceived financial incentives, uh, or is it due to perceived technological limitations that you guys are trying to now uh, push to show it is possible? I guess does does that you know what do you think is kind of driving those ecosystems um, to act in the way that they are as opposed to the latter, which you think is much more beneficial to the users and long-term developer and communities. I think it's honestly a little bit of both. Obviously there's like these like financial incentives that people are trying to build one chain that like, you know, try to get as much stuff on top of it. And there's, they have little incentive to provide that sort of interoperability and leak their users to another ecosystem. You know, it feels this whole like, L1, L2 war seems to be very PVP, uh, more, you know, outside of uh, Cosmos. Um, while in Cosmos, there's more of like, okay, each chain kind of finds like niches. And, you know, obviously some chains do uh, compete on certain niches. And so, you know, there, there's some competition there. But like, there's generally been this approach of like, okay, composability by default, you know. Um, the other reason, though, as well, is I think there's been some technical reasons where there seems to be this like weird, harmful meme in like ETH, DeFi, and 
you know, in other DeFi ecosystems where they think that composability means you need synchronous atomicity, which is just a little bit silly. You know, they're like, oh, you need synchronous atomicity for composability. And so everything needs, everything you want to be composable needs to be on the same chain. And it's like that, like all of the web is built on like asynchronous uh, composability, right? Like the entire internet is not running on one server, but the web is, you know, very composable. You can have API, APIs calling other APIs. You have like, you know, data transfer between different websites and web servers. And it's like all of the web was built on asynchronous composability. And yes, it is annoying. Like it's, um, you know, JavaScript callback hell. And, but eventually, you know, it gets better, right? Like, you know, especially as the tooling Im improves, right? Now today, no one writes callbacks manually. You know, we have nice, async await and all this kind of like syntactic sugar in JavaScript that makes this so much easier to develop. And so eventually, you know, all blockchain composability will also have to be built with like async composability in mind. And I think the tooling that's being being built in the Cosmos ecosystem is just sort of, we went into it with this as the premise. And so I think the tooling in the Cosmos ecosystem is just sort of much better designed for designed for this so i think this is a perfect opportunity to move into for anybody that didn't see the blog post that went up on osmosis the interchain end games of cosmos and ethereum can you expand a little bit i think that we we are like we're touching on it um in the conversation so far but a little more directly like a lot of people are probably familiar with you being one of the founder, founding developers of Cosmos. Um, but connectivity between Ethereum and Cosmos is really important, right? Like uh, we're huge maximalists of IBC, but don't necessarily think that the Cosmos alone is going to solve everything. So can you talk, I guess, a little bit more directly about what that blog post is getting at and any maybe updated thoughts you have? Yeah, so, you know, so that blog post specifically talked sort of more about Kind of similar, a lot of the stuff I've, I've mentioned so far. It also went, went into um, a little bit more about like how we imagine security working between these two and this whole idea of like rollups versus uh, sovereign chains. Like, you know, one of the big differences I we see is so I, I mentioned that was the first difference, the interchain versus multi chain. The other big difference we see in Cosmos versus other ecosystems is this like sovereignty first approach where. You know, everyone else's multi-chain ecosystems are like still trying to put one token or one chain at the center of it all, right? Like Avalanche, yes, you can have all these subnets, but they need to use AVAX staking. Or Ethereum, you know, you can have all these chains, but you need to use Ethereum as like the final settlement base chain. Um, and Cosmos, it's not like that, right? Cosmos is like very ground up, like, it's a mesh network. It's a, there's no single chain or token at the center of it. One common misconception is that like, oh, Atom is like the token of Cosmos, right? It, it, it's not, right? Like it's, the Cosmos Hub is like a weird name confusion thing, but like you don't, when you build a chain on Cosmos SDK, it's like fully sovereign. You have, you know, you're not leaking value to some existing, um, 
you know, token holder set or something like that. So I think that, so that's the second, that, that's sort of what that blog post uh, talked about. Um, but, to, but then to this your second question was about like Ethereum and Cosmos, you know, obviously, you know, with Osmosis, our goal is to not to be a Cosmos DEX. Uh, our goal is to be the interchain DEX. And to be the interchain DEX, you know, we need to connect all blockchains, not just those that are built with the Cosmos SDK. We started with connecting the chains that are built with the Cosmos SDK, mostly because, you know, uh, I like it was the easiest to like integrate with, you know, we were a Cosmos SDK built chain. And I think IBC is honestly like the most secure, like best bridging software out there right now. Um, but because it actually uses like true light client proofs in like the blockchain. So you have no additional sort of security assumptions other than the blockchains themselves. But IBC is also very complicated to implement, right? It, you actually now have to build in light clients into every blockchain. And, you know, there is work being done on, you know, exporting IBC to more and more uh, frameworks. So there's like, I know probably the one that's most furthest along right now is uh, uh, adding IBC to substrate based blockchain. So that way we can connect into like the Polkadot uh, ecosystem. But, and there's ones on Ethereum as well. But until then, uh, sort of this is where Axelar comes and helps plug that gap where being a Cosmos SDK based chain that provides bridging to uh, other ecosystems, it's like, oh, wait, this is perfect. You know, from Osmosis's perspective, we can just talk IBC. We just use IBC to talk to Axelar and then Axelar acts like this translation layer to let us talk to all the other non-IBC enabled chains that we want to talk to. And this is really important because, you know, now that means we can tap into the liquidity and user base of these large, you know, admittedly larger ecosystems like Ethereum and Polygon. And importantly, one of the big use cases that we're building towards is being, you know, as this whole interchain DEX, we think that there's a huge underserved market on being the DEX or moving between these different L1 and L2 EVM ecosystems. So if you want to trade AVAX to Matic, right? Like, how do you do that? I, you know, our goal is to make it so routing that that swaps through osmosis via Axlar will be like the way to do that. That's awesome. And, and I think it's maybe important for, especially like the Twitter space community, for anyone non-technical, can you like really synthesize down? What is the result of all this that we're talking about from the user perspective? From a non-technical perspective, like, you know, what are the outcomes and the benefits that users will feel, you know, when we actually start to see some of this come to fruition? Yeah, so I think the, uh, the you know, the on which part are you talking about like the like the whole multi-chain interchain stuff or are you talking about more about like, yep yeah so today you know you go on the the way wallets work today like metamask right between these different evm ecosystems you have to like choose which chain you're operating the wallet on every single app has like you know it has to like 
be like, oh no, you know, switch to talk, tell your wallet, be like, oh, switch to this chain instead. It's like, it feels like this ununified experience. And then if you want to see your balances across them, this is a pain. You want to, you know, oh, there's this new, I have some ETH on Ethereum and there's this, you know, I want to go, there's this cool new token I see on Polygon. I want to go buy it. But like, oh shoot, now I don't have any Matic to like make that trade. It's just this very broken user experience, right? The goal with the interchain is, um, you know, you should just have one, like I said, you should really hide away which chains you're doing actions on. And, but to, to be clear, we're not there yet. It's, we're, you know, today you go on Kepler, which is like sort of the main wallet for Cosmos. You still have this sort of drop down system to select chains, but you'll notice that like, you know, when you go on, um, the osmosis, uh, website and you want to deposit assets from any Cosmos chain, it doesn't like be like, Oh, you got to change the wallet and all this stuff. Right. It's like, we've designed, you know, so Kepler is also a product that was sort of like built, uh, partially by our team. And so, you know, uh, it be like, it knows how to just like tell the wallet, like, Hey, you know, this user is trying to deposit assets from stargaze and, you know, they don't have to prompt the user to change wallet multiple times. Like you see on many bridges, it's like, no, we can just do this all in, in one unified experience. And one of the things we're trying to do with the osmosis, um, sort of web app is make it feel like more of this like sort of interchain dashboard where you you can click into here and then you can like track your portfolio of regardless of what chain it is on and this is sort of will be accomplished through these you know more interchain native toolings no i think that i think that's perfect i think that's exactly what i was uh, what i was getting at is the simplification of what this will result in uh, for users that that are kind of unfamiliar with like the developer experience component of it, and from from that side though, from the developer, like does this become a much more complicated task for them to design applications in an interchain manner, um, or is this you know familiar to them given what they're doing currently? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I think there is obviously a little bit of a overhead that's needed, but the goal is that the tooling that we're building will make that easier. And so, for example, like building smart contracts in the EVM to enable like cross, like asynchronous composability, it's like not easy. No one's actually built any standards or anything around this yet. Um, meanwhile, the you know the co smart contracting system we we the primary one we use in the Cosmos ecosystem is called Cosmwasm, and it is built with like asynchronous composability in mind because it uses a this thing called a message passing framework, um, actor based model, which is very well designed for like it makes it so that the pro the the you for the developer the developer UX of your contract calling a contract on the same chain is almost the same as ca calling a contract on a different chain. And so, you know, that way, once you get, once you sort of like learn this like sort of framework, then it makes this like building cross chain composability apps super seamless. I, in, in fact, I would, I would say it's almost like more familiar to anyone who's come from like a web development background.
Appreciate that. And so I think, you know, if we bring it back, um, I want to be cognizant of the time here to the Interop Summit uh, and, and these types of conversations. Like, why is this a place that you and Osmosis want to be? And if you could help kind of distill down, uh, if builders come away from listening to your session with like one thing, uh, you know, what, what would you say that is that you're hoping that people get out of that? Yeah, so, I mean, Interop Summit, um, you know, obviously Axlar is one of the closest partners of Osmosis, so want to be there to support, and um, a couple of our folks will be in Denver. Um, I think what we're really hoping to, ideally what we want to sort of demo at um, at uh, Interop Summit is a user, like, demo the ability for someone to take a token on, a, you know, a, a completely different chain. Let's say they're on uh, Juno, which is a Cosmos SDK blockchain, and execute a trade in a single transaction. Where what it will do is it will bridge their token to Osmosis um, using IBC, swap it for a different token, and bridge it back into their account. And basically, we want to demo that, like, hey, the UX of this multi-interchain swap. Will, to the user will feel just like it did on if they were using a DEX natively on Judo. And so that's sort of what we're trying to, uh, that, if there's one thing we can, we want to take, want to show people is like, hey, the UX of interchain can be as good as inter, the UX of single chain. That's awesome. I think people will be excited to see that happen live. Is there anything else um, that you guys have planned at ETH Denver that the audience should put on their calendars? Um, yeah, so I know the Babylon folks, who are another big uh, you know, Cosmos project I'm really excited about, uh, they're putting on this, like, uh, I don't know if they have a name for it yet. Them and the Eigenlayer folks are putting on this shared security uh, sort of focused event to talk about the different types of shared security, whether, you know, Babylon is doing some cool stuff with being able to allow proof of stake blockchains to tap into Bitcoin's mm. proof of work as an additional security mechanism. Um, the Eigenlayer folks are doing cool stuff with letting, you know, uh, dApps be able to plug into ETH staking security. And obviously, os Osmosis, we've been working on this, like, sort of mesh security uh, sort of work, which the Axelar team is actually uh, I believe helping uh, contribute to as well. So um, yeah, so I, I guess that's another cool event. I recommend people come check out in Denver. Awesome, um, Ian. With maybe a couple minutes left, do we want to see if uh, anybody in the audience has any questions for Sonny or myself? Yeah, let's go ahead and open it up cool. for questions. Feel free to raise your hand and request to speak, and I'll bring you up. I'll give it about a minute here. Sounds good. And and while we wait for that, I can just plug to everybody. Uh, for anybody who isn't quite as you know excited about the developer experience and more about the social aspect of what we're doing at Interop on the twenty on February twenty eighth, we have a pretty kick ass party that we're planning, and so we're going to be revealing the details, who the musicians going to be, where that's going to be play, taking place at Denver over the course of the next week. So uh, you know, I think we really want to focus conversations at Interop around developer experience and technical workshops. But come the evening, we hope everybody just kind of gets together to have fun and take it as an opportunity to meet other people, take it as an opportunity to meet people like Sonny, who have really been leading these conversations. How are we doing, Ian? Anything? Awesome. Yeah, it doesn't look like we have any questions, but usually cool. some come in right at the end. Um, 
But yeah, I don't Sweet. think we have. We yeah, I don't think we have anything. No worries. Uh, I know it's really late for Sonny. So Sonny, really appreciate the conversation. I, I think that this is like exactly the whole point of the type of minds and conversation that we want to bring to, to interrupt. So really looking forward to having you there. Awesome. Thanks. Look forward to seeing you all there. Sounds good. Cool. Thanks, Sonny. Bye. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate everyone for joining. Um, if everyone wants to learn more info at interopsummit.com or keep a lookout here on the Twitter handle. Look forward to seeing everybody there on February 27th and 28th. Have a great week. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was bringing Ethereum, 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 bringing ETH to Cosmos with Osmosis. Hosted by the Interop Summit 2023. Recorded on Monday, January 30th, 2000. You guessed it, 23. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support, yeah. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two, help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focused, starscream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect. With the dead man swagger Sitting in a little den Envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-bubba-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-bubba-billion Little Dan envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next No one gave a shit Till the drugs all dried up Everybody died From a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter We was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal He just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime Till the night curfew Rats in a cage Till they make time to murk you Got a little job That falls under my purview We gotta get this mob Away from the birds you gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis mock up a basement could call me resilient waiting for the internet to make me a billion Vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Terror spaces